0: So last week, a report surfaced that Google is working on its own debit card. Google Pay enabled debit card that you can use to pay for actual physical merchandise in the store. I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlow, and today we're going to talk about Apple and Google competing for your dollars in payment services. Jason, what do we know about Google Pay's new debit card?
1: Well, we don't really know what it's going to be called. A lot of people think it'll be called Google Card. I don't know if they're going to call it Pixel Card or... I don't know what they're going to call it, but essentially, um, it is. It appears to be functionally very similar to what Apple Card has. It will have an integrated, you know, uh, reward system, cashback. It'll have an integrated app that'll be built into the Google Pay wallet system, where you can have itemized charges listed and you can track all that stuff. You know, essentially, the ultimate card for Android and, and Google, you know, ecosystem users. Essentially. Sure.
0: Yeah, but the biggest difference is Apple Pay or Apple's card, the Apple card, is actually a credit card, whereas Google is taking a debit banking approach instead of money you owe us, it's here's what's in your account and you could take from that. So there, there's a big difference in the approach there. I'm not sure one is better than the other. I already have you know, a simple card, which is an online banking solution uh, that integrates with contactless payments across all platforms. Whereas it seems like Google, at least I would assume, is going to silo it into its own app and services, kind of like Apple does with the Apple Card.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, debit versus credit. I mean, obviously, Apple I think has a lot more leverage with you know a large banking partner like Goldman Sachs. Sure. Whereas I don't know if Google can truly, it truly has the, the the volume metrics to be able to cre- essentially create their own bank. Uh, although they are involving Citibank and Stanford, uh, I believe Stanford Credit Union. So I think, you know, at least with those two launch partners, they should be able to move quite a lot of money around. I don't know what how I don't know how this this product is going to work necessarily. I mean, if it's a debit, the question is, are you going to be injecting it with funds? You know, loading it up with, with money. You know, right. kind of similar to the way you would have a cash balance on on, on Google Pay Cash. I'm not exactly sure how, how that's going to work.
0: It, yeah, it, if you switch over practices. and Google is essentially your bank, that is a little scary of a thought to have. I don't know if I feel comfortable with that. But then again, Google knows quite a bit of what I already buy and spend thanks to Gmail and my inbox. So uh, is there really a difference? I'm I'm not sure. But that also begs the question, especially now with everyone social distancing and quarantine and, and everything else going on, is money is dirty right so contactless payments and actually not handing a card to a cashier or even cash to a cashier Every at a cash. checkout you know that could be dangerous depending on where you live and so contactless payments being using your phone to tap it to a terminal uh should see a surgeon a resurgence you know in right now um and what are some of the options that we have well so all
1: the the major smartphone platforms and also you know your your Smartwatches have near field communications capabilities built into them they have had them for years um all the apple products have had them since essentially iphone 6 the original iphone sc generation so basically everyone can use this technology now and it's and they've been in android phones for for quite a while as well um so apple pay um is apple's system for doing this um, and through Apple Pay, there are multiple payment methods, right? So you've got Apple Cash, which is essentially has a separate cash balance from your bank, right? So you, you, you fill it up with money um, as you go. You can debit it directly from your bank funds that you needed. And you, can, and you can exfiltrate the Apple Cash back to your bank as needed with a single click. Now, you also accrue Apple. Now, Apple Cash can also be used to pay people remotely, not just at the terminal, when you go to the retailer. So if you have a friend with an Apple device, another iPhone, you can pay them through the the messenger, uh the messages application, you just, you know, send money, right? Yeah, iMessage Shy
0: message transfer. It's it's fantastic.
1: It's amazing. My I mean my 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 wife uses it with her girlfriends, you know, constantly for for mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff and IOUs and things like that. It's instantaneous, it works great. But it only works with another Apple user. Right. Um, now that cash is also accrued on a daily basis if you have an Apple card. So if you switch to Apple card as your primary financial vehicle, okay, you will accrue that Apple cash on a daily. I mean, I usually get one dollar, to two dollars a day just for you know just doing nothing almost essentially. You know, so that's that's a good way to you know to build up you know petty cash. You know, when you go to the grocery store and they pay Apple cash, you know, that, you know, you have your, I have all my major online payments. Things for like Amazon. And anytime I, I'm buying stuff from a retailer directly on their web interface, tied into my Apple card. So I'm constantly generating cash. So if I have to use petty cash, I use Apple. I use Apple pay cash.
0: Yeah. So um, to get the cash, it's a one to 3% uh cash back essentially every time you use your apple card depending on the retailer whether it was contactless and apple products as well as some other vendors are up to three percent per purchase which i'm like you i have the apple the my balance on my apple cash card is pretty high and it's because everything goes on my apple card and i pay it off immediately
1: yeah I, i that's the other great thing about apple card is that it will tell you what your minimum payment is in order to avoid financing charges. So you can, you can go the whole balance, which I do pretty much every month, but you can also, you know, if you want to, you, it'll show you in that dial how much you need to pay in order to, to, to not take charges. So it's a great way of managing your money and, 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 and avoiding those, 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 you know, yearly fees and stuff like that. So interest rates and stuff like that. Interest rates is what kills us, man. That's, 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 that's what ends up eating you yeah absolutely. so google google courses and you know, we talked about the google card and google we expect that card probably to appear within the next, I don't know, 60 to 90 days, I think is, is a realistic statement, probably before summertime. I, I, it, it'll, it'll, I mean, we've already seen artwork, we've already seen screenshots of this thing. Right. I think it's going to be pretty soon.
0: Yeah, um, I should imagine they had originally planned on announcing it next month at Google I.O. when it was supposed to happen May 12th through the 14th, I believe. But with that canceled entirely, they're not even doing a digital event. Um, I would think that... May to June, somewhere in there is when we'll see an announcement and a slow rollout in typical Google fashion with invite system and, you know, that whole thing.
1: Yeah, so your, your, your Android phones, whether it comes from Samsung or Google itself, also has near-field communications capabilities. Yep. And so Google has um, their, what they call, it used to be called Android Pay. Now it's just called Google Pay. Yeah. Now Google Pay is a little bit different from, from Apple Pay. Um, first of all, Google Pay has cash, like Apple Cash, uh, and that's loaded you know, from your debit card uh, or directly from your bank um, as needed and the same exfiltration process pretty much occurs almost exactly the same way. But Google Pay also has Google Pay Send. Google Pay Send, you can pay anybody who has an, e- has an email address or uh, a text number right you can, you can just literally just pay somebody cash and then they can and then then they can claim it into their bank account so so it's it's so it's not like apple where you have to have a google device necessarily or an, you know to or an android device to send to send a, a personal payment to somebody it can be sent to
0: effectively anybody yeah, it's the same thing they have you can send money through Gmail. I think it's using the same system that they same system. you know Google Pay and Gmail use the same system. And it makes it really easy if you borrow money from a friend who's an iPhone user, you can quickly send them money kind of like PayPal and but you don't have to lie to say it's a gift <laughs> like you do with PayPal to avoid the fees. You can just send the money uh, through Google without, you know, any hefty fees or anything like that.
1: Yep. And then of course we have the the granddaddy of them all, Samsung Pay, right? Which,
0: is my favorite of all three.
1: Now, Jason, why do you like Samsung? Because a lot of people don't like Samsung Pay because of the constant offers and things like that. that they're. So
0: always... I, I do get tired of the marketing push notifications and, hey, you're in the area of Walmart and we have this promotion going on. If you use Samsung Pay, blah, blah, blah. That stuff does get old. But the fact that I can go in and confidently know that I can tap my phone to the payment terminal and it's going to work no matter where I'm at is, is why I like it so much. And the reason that that works compared to Google Pay, or Apple Pay, is because Samsung uh, owns technology that's called Magnetic, uh, Magnetic Spirit- Secure
1: Transmission,
0: MST. Right. Yeah. MST. I always just refer to it as MST and always forget what it stands for. But So they have NFC, which is what Apple and Google use now, which most payment terminals are already converted over and work with that. But MST, what that does for the terminals that aren't, it essentially tricks the card reader into thinking that a card was swiped electronically or magnetically, the magnetic stripe, actually the swipe happened, which here's the first time I used Samsung Pay when it launched, you know, four or five years ago. I went into a convenience store nearby, asked the lady working at the stand when I was buying some sunflower seeds or something, whether or not the kiosk, because Apple Pay was already out then. So I was asking, does this work with phones? And she said, no, absolutely not. People try it all the time. Uh, Don't try it. So I held, I think it was a Samsung Galaxy S7 or S8 right. up to the terminal, and the payment went through, and it freaked her out so bad she started screaming at me and told me to get my Black Magic out of her store and never come back. Are you <laughs> serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it she absolutely lost her mind. I tried explaining it to her. I she wanted nothing to do with it. She thought I hacked their payment system, and it was scary technology because. It, it wasn't supposed to work. And that That's is exactly funny. why I like Samsung Pay so much is because it works in places. It's bad juju, take the bad juju out of my store. It, I have since been back to that store. Their terminals are now NFC compatible. Uh, I've never addressed that entire experience with her. She still works there, but yeah. It, so Samsung Pay and the MST technology that they bought years ago, I think it was from a company called Loop, uh, It's tremendous and it works well, but I agree with you. The advertising push notifications are a little much
1: Which now it only works that MST function only works with a Samsung device You can install Samsung pay on a non-Samsung phone, but then it only works with NFC So it's kind of like why would you want to, you know,
0: Yeah. well and Samsung devices are extremely popular though There's a lot of people that have them especially here in the US Uh, They're uh, one of the top leading Android manufacturers in the U.S. So, you know, a lot of people have this stuff built into their phones. They don't even realize it. They've probably seen alerts pop up saying, set up Samsung Pay, and not understanding that they no longer have to interact with the cashier as far as handing something over, uh, and they're able just to tap it on a terminal and go on about their business.
1: Agreed. Now, in addition to these retail system interactive device uh, protocols and standards, right, uh, for, for NFC, there are strictly apps just to do cash payments to people. You know, right. uh, IOUs, paying vendors, um, and sometimes you can use these to pay in stores as well. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a whole mess of these out now, um, and some of them, they're all pretty similar, right? Um, there's Cash App, right? which is uh, made by Square. Now Square, as you know, is, is a retail uh, POS solution. Sometimes you see these guys with these little readers that are attached to their cell phones, or you may even see these swivel terminals in, in retail stores yeah. that uh, people are getting. There's these inexpensive terminals. Um, cash, uh, uh, Square is involved with, with, with a lot of these. Um, that, this is an application that is tied into your bank account for debiting funds. Um, there's a enrollment process into your bank. The payment is direct to other people that use this cash app. Right. Um, and all funding infil- exfiltration is done to your bank account. And that, there are no fees involved as long as you're willing to wait like three days for, for the transfer to go through. If you want an instantaneous transfer, um, there's some fees involved. right? Um, now, what's cool about cash is there's a, an anonymous um, aspect to it. It's, it's done through an alias. And there's also the ability to use Bitcoin. And it also has its own built-in ATM, uh, a, uh, all built-in uh, debit card that you can use as a, as a, as a credit card, essentially.
0: Yeah, and it's that. cross-platform. It doesn't matter if they're Android, iPhone, That's whatever. Right. It doesn't matter. You can send cash back and forth. I use Square Cash quite a bit. Uh, it's easy to set up and, ha- and pull up reoccurring payments so you could just send the money again. And it's nice to kind of bank something in that debit account there and withdraw it when I need it. I, I use it quite a bit to pay friends. I like,
1: it's got a really nice clean interface too. I like it. It's, it's Yeah, it's
0: I've never messed around with the Bitcoin aspect of it, but yeah, no. if you want to invest in any cryptocurrency, you can do it directly within the app, which is an interesting way to keep people with their money inside the Square Cash ecosystem, right? And that's all they're essentially doing is, is having you keep your money there. Uh, but yeah, and so the other one is Venmo. I don't use it.
1: My wife uses it. Sometimes, with certain people that want to use Venmo. Uh, now, Venmo is, is owned by PayPal, right? So, you wonder, like, why would you use Venmo as opposed to PayPal? PayPal is really used for B2B and, and, and B2C type of, of transactions, it's not really for person to person. Uh, and PayPal has a lot more f- fees involved when you when you do those types of things.
0: Which is why you have um, to lie and say it's a gift. <laughs> which
1: is why you have to lie and say it's a gift when you, especially you're collecting money from like you know ten people for for. I used to have parties, you know, and dinners. I used to go out at the range, payment from ten or fifteen people. That's yeah. how, to, how to use PayPal to do it. Um, Venmo is, is very similar to Cash App. Okay, it's t- again, it's tied into your bank for debiting funds payment is directly to other Venmo users. The fund exfiltration is done directly to your bank account. Again, it's primarily an IOU payment system. Um, it has a virtual ATM function to debit back cash out of your, your, your bank account because it's part of the money pass network. So if you do a lot of ATM withdrawals, Venmo is probably a better solution than, than cash. Um, but I generally, you know, as far as you know, the, the transfer fees are the same if you want instantaneously, It's the same free transfers if you want to wait three days. So, I mean, I I consider both apps to be pretty much equitable for the most part. They're almost exactly the same, in my opinion, except for the fact that Venmo has a social feed where you can see everybody paying each other, which is like, what do you need that for? I don't
0: know. I had to pay someone on Venmo probably about two months ago, and I don't even recall what it was for. It was a friend who I had ordered something from, and they said the only way to pay me is on Venmo. So I installed it. Logged back into my account, which I hadn't signed into for years, and I could see stuff that people had been paying for each other for for the last two weeks. And it, it blew my mind that it was a public feed of what my friends were spending money on or receiving money for. And there was no way for me to opt out that I could find when I made my payment to make it private. It just, if you're gonna use Venmo, it's your friends are going to know what you spent money on and who you sent it to. And of course you can, you know, put whatever you want as the reason for sending the money, but still they're, they're able to log where your money's going. It, it just, I don't like that aspect of it at yeah. all. And it was an innocent transaction on my part, but it just, it felt creepy seeing what people were spending money on. I didn't like it.
1: Yeah. I don't like it for that same reason. Um, the other payment system, which I didn't actually know about until recently until I was writing the piece um and it really is really just a renaming of an existing service that we were using before um called Zell.
0: Yep, I've used that. I have um, used Zell
1: was is actually a fairly new system. Um it was formed in 2017 by a lot of the big banks: Bank of America, BBT, Capital One, JP Morgan, PNC Bank, US Bank, and Wells Fargo. So it's a huge giant bank conglomerate payment system. Essentially, it's not really an app. It's a protocol. It's a transfer system that is used by your existing banking application. Um, if you owe, if you were a Chase customer, it used to be called quick ch- uh, Chase Quick Pay. Uh, it, uh, but essentially now it's called Zelle. And if you go up into your banking app and it says pay with Zelle, anyone who has a bank account essentially can receive a payment through Zelle. Yeah. So, I mean, if you got to pay your, your landscaper or your dog groomer, if they got a bank account, if they have a phone number, if they got a, if they got a bank, they can receive payment payments. It's essentially a bank to bank funds transfer and they, it, they don't charge you to do it within yeah,
0: that. It's network interesting, either. Because you don't have to exchange banking information either. You just give them your email address or your phone number. And the first There's no time, credit cards
1: involved, it's your yeah, bank.
0: Yeah. The first time you, you really receive a, a payment you set up your Zelle account and there's nothing to manage. You can go, you could download an app to send payments, but if you're only receiving money, I had a client pay, pay me through Zelle for quite a few months. It's the only reason I, I ever used it actually. And so there's nothing to manage on your end, as long as they have the email, email address or phone number tied to your account. They're able to send you money and it goes directly into your bank account and, and this is why i'm saying
1: we need like a better st- payment standard for for mobile devices if, if android had zelle built to it and then the iphone had zelle built into it, what the hell would we need any other way of paying people
0: right yeah yeah it, it feels very fragmented right we've talked about a lot of platforms and some of them are cross-platform but getting people who are on apple who are used to Apple Pay and iMessage Cash and and doing all of that to download yet another app that they may use to pay their Android friends sporadically that's going to be linked to their bank account and deal with personal information is an iffy proposition. It's hard to convince someone to go through all of that and have this app just floating out there linked to your bank account because breaches happen. Accounts get hacked. You know, it's a scary thought to have that linked and just out there all the time. So I agree with you. A standardized one app, one solution, you know, for all platforms would be a tremendous boost, especially now when handing over cash is frowned upon. Who wants
1: to touch money? Who wants to touch that credit card? Who wants to hand it over and then have to wipe it off and all that kind of stuff? And it's interesting, you know, when we see... Countries that are now emerging back into people Hanging out and doing stuff in public. So in China people are back at restaurants again Now they have certain government rules the tables have to be spaced a certain amount away from each other The person who's bringing you food has to wear a mask has to wear gloves, right? But also you cannot pay for food for restaurants with money You cannot use cash you can't handle hand over a credit card. You have to use an app on your phone for the restaurant to pay for the food and drink, and the person just brings you the stuff. That's it. So okay. we're going to see very similar laws and, and, and ordinances enacted here when we have to return to life probably again. And we're going to need to be able to transact in a, in a much more easier way. Without having all these darn things to worry about, you know, it's
0: it's yeah. South Korea has been way ahead of us. I mean, Samsung is based there, LG is based there. Uh, as far as contactless payment, South Korea has been way ahead of America, especially on adoption rate. I mean, you know, years ago, Samsung took a bunch of journalists over there. I didn't go. Uh, it was during the Note Seven fiasco. Right. So I was supposed to go and I ended up not going because the Note 7 was on fire and I thought it was more important to talk about the Note 7 than Samsung Pay at the time. But the entire point of that trip was you were gonna use Samsung Pay 100% of the time you're in the country. And from what I understand and people I talked to who did go on the trip, it happened. I can't imagine doing that here. There are still places where just yesterday I was out, I had to go pick up some stuff. The terminal, I didn't have a Samsung phone on me, the terminal wasn't updated to work with NFC. So I had to hand my card over and let the cashier interact with it. And it, it just, I didn't want to accept the card back. And it, it's weird that my mindset has changed so much in such a short amount of time. But I felt weird, you know, with her handing the card back to me. So I absolutely agree with you. We need to change our approach. But that starts with the businesses as well as the consumer's approach to paying yeah. for stuff as well.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, a year ago, we didn't, you know, when we talked about e-wallets and some of the articles that I wrote, you know, people didn't necessarily want to adopt these technologies so quickly. Yeah. But now we have a need, a very right. pressing need. So it's interesting how crises and, 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 and world events and things can rapidly change uh, adoption of, 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 of technologies.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the hurdles for people, at least that I've talked to, that haven't set up Apple Pay or Samsung Pay or even Android Pay, is the requirement that it requires you to secure your device. Meaning yep. setting a passcode, using your fingerprint, face ID, whatever it is. A lot of people, and it's, it blows my mind, refuse to secure their mobile device with all of the information they have on yeah, it. Yeah,
1: no PIN code, no, no, no PIN code, fingerprint, nothing. nothing. And
0: setting up a payment service requires that. Well, set up the payment service, set up your pin code or your fingerprint or your face to unlock your phone. Not only is your information gonna be more secure, but you're gonna be safer at the end of the day when you're making payments and paying for stuff at the checkout. It's worth it on both sides of that argument. You know, you have some very private information on your phone, whether you realize it or not. And if someone is to get your lost phone, them having free access to it is a scary thought. Really ask yourself if you're comfortable with someone going through your phone.
1: Yep, and oh, we we forgot one payment system, Facebook pay. Uh, Yeah, because we totally trust these guys with our money, right?
0: Yeah, they're, they're, I have never set that up. I don't plan on setting that up and there is no way I'm linking anything Facebook related to any bank account online. Not that I think they would take money out. I just don't want them having access to the information of my bank account. Just
1: yep. plain and yep. simple.
0: Uh, yep. let, let's stay away from Facebook, Messenger, Pay, whatever it's called. I don't even know what it's called because I've never even looked into it. <laughs> well, any closing thoughts, Jason?
1: No, I, again, I, I think, you know, we, we covered the gamut of all the different services. Um, whatever it is. Look in, looking to at least one of them or two of them you know, and for the time being, so that you know and you can be familiar with with paying friends and vendors and and you know again, if you have to go out in public and use one of these contactless systems, just remember that you know, NFC in particular requires you to hover that device very close to the reader in order to get it to work. Right. But you may have to initiate a, the transaction manually with that swivel to start the process, right? So either have the employee do it for you, right? Um, or, you know, when, make sure that, you know, if you have to touch that screen, you know, you have a, a you get, get a, a pen or a, a stylus. You buy yourself a cheap stylus, you know, with, with a rubber in so that you can touch the, the, the buttons the virtual buttons or even the physical buttons on some of these these devices um, to begin that transaction, right? And and just uh, p- practice, uh, you know, make sure you wash your hands after you touch anything when, when you go to the store, if you touch any buttons on anything, it's very important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would recommend, setting up, like I said, your security and your payment platform or whatever it is on the device you have, I and mean, then talking with your friends and family members and seeing what they're comfortable with using, especially if it's cross-platform, to transfer money. Because let's face it, we all pay friends and family members for various yeah. things and transfer money. I recommend Square Cash, but if Venmo's the way you want to go, and as long as you have a tight-knit group and you don't mind the social feed, it can be helpful to remind you that, yes, I did pay that or so-and-so was paid yeah. there, share of this maybe i should do it now but you know have that conversation with everyone and see what everyone is comfortable with so you're all on the same page i'm jason cipriani and i'm jason perlow thank you for watching or listening to jason squared make sure to check us out on zdnet.com